0: Have you ever wondered how to discern God's direction for the big decisions in your life? Do you ever wonder if you're living limited or if God has more for you? It's a journey for all of us to discover God's calling, but especially for the next generation. Well, today's episode is extra special because we've invited some of our younger sisters to take over this podcast. This conversation is going to bring clarity to areas of confusion and might even make you laugh if you're like me and you don't even know what the word simp means? You're going to find out. So lean in because this episode is a fun one. Let's dive in. Welcome to So Good Sisterhood. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband Todd and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood is a podcast that is all about investing in every girl from every generation. It's this opportunity to have relevant conversations every single month about living intentionally, leading confidently, and loving generously. And hopefully, it will leave you saying, That was so good. Hey, everyone, welcome back to the So Good Sisterhood podcast. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and I want to thank you so much for joining me today for the season finale of season six of the podcast. I'm so excited about today's episode because most of you know that one of my favorite things to do is to introduce my favorite people to my favorite people. And some of you podcast listeners, you are my favorite people because you join us week after week. But I've got some of my favorite next generation leaders in the room today. And I am so excited for you to meet them. So these are like all spiritual daughters for me, but they're also little sisters for so many of you and big sisters, some of the middle school girls out there, because I know you are going crazy because of who is in the studio today. So we're gonna take a minute just to introduce ourselves. I'll start right over here with Addie Duval.
1: Hello, my name's Addie Duval. Um A little bit about me. Maybe you might not know. I'm a huge cycle bar rider. I love cycle bar. And oh, also a big thing. I graduated from King's Academy this year. So I'm going to college. I'm going to Southeastern University. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. I'm Maya Rollins. And
2: something about me is I just graduated high school as well. But I graduated from my old school in Maryland, even though I live in Florida, so I did the past two years
0: online ever since I moved here. Awesome. And now you're headed to college to also? College, yes. To Southeastern South University. University. Come on. And over here, hi,
3: I'm Samaya, and I graduated high school as well from Summer Ridge in Waxachi. And my fun fact about me is that my
0: favorite color is yellow. Awesome. Well, these girls sitting around this table are amazing. I've known Adeline since before she was born. So just have loved watching her become the woman that she is and ready to launch into college and Maya here. We've known each other for a while, but just to see the gifting in you and the calling in you, and you're heading off going to be leading worship at Southeastern University, and that's so exciting. And Samaya, I always say that you would be voted most likely to be at any student ministry event that I show up at, because you show up week after week, and you've been on mission trips, and movement camp, and it's just amazing to see just the three of you step into the calling that God has on your life and you're such leaders in, in student ministries and really just any ministry that you step into. So thanks for being here. I'm excited about this episode. We're going to kick off this conversation today with a little bit of reverse mentoring because I have been checking out your social media and kind of listening in on some of your conversations. And I'm going to confess, there are times I have no idea what you're talking about. So I feel like I need a little bit of a language lesson. What does this okay. actually mean? So drip, dripping, drop. <laughs> what is happening out there when I'm dripping, drop, drippin'? Yeah.
2: So drip is like when you like have like a really good outfit on or like maybe you're wearing like expensive clothes, like you'll be like, Oh, like you're dripping? Mm-hmm. Or like I think it originated with like diamonds and jewelry and stuff. Okay. So, like people call it that ice. It's mm-hmm. so, like if you had ice on you were dripping yeah okay. so you would
1: be like i'd be like maria like wow you're like you're dripping today like your shoes your your necklace like wow
0: like <laughs> that's like dripping so today. it's a good thing yeah, yeah it's a good thing okay yeah great positive column okay next one sus <laughs> sus it's
1: <laughs> like it's suspicious what sus- is it suspect yeah or suspicious 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 like, yeah. suspicious? I mm. like if it's like i don't know like if someone's that. doing something like
0: Weird. weird you'd be like mm-hmm. that's, that's sus. Sus. Mm. okay
1: no don't say sussy though that's don't that's be weird. sussy Oh, don't say sussy that's like i feel like that's like a bad use of the word what just, would you say just yeah weird. like some people think that's like weird but like suss if you're like yeah that's suss sus.
0: yeah the less syllables the better it seems like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so sus. Okay, so that's like that's not in the good comps. If I say someone's sus, it's you no. know not that I would say that. And, and you're saying please don't. <laughs> don't, don't, don't yeah. Do that. Okay. Yeet. Yeet, <laughs> eat. 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 Y e e t. I don't even know
1: like how to like. It's more of like a action. It's an action. Like if I were to like just like take my drink and throw it across I'd be like eat. So
0: can you use it in a sentence or does it stand on its own? It stands on its own. Well,
1: eat. I don't know if you can use that or use oh no you could. You, you could can. be like, I just yeeted that. Across you yeeted <laughs> So you're there's like an outer banks quote. It's like did you just yeet over that fence? Oh, yeah. Like it's just okay. like weird.
2: It's, it's like I know. Right. Yeah, it's more like a, <laughs> like an action word, like Okay. Yeah.
0: Can someone be yeeting or no? No. Is no. it you either yeet or you've yeeted? Yeah. It's not yeeted, So nobody's <laughs> actually yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay. great. Okay. So that's kind of like it's not good, it's not bad, it's, it's not just, bad, like, it's just an action. Neutral. Yeah great simp mm. simp, simp. simp.
1: I f- it could be it could be used in a good or bad way i feel yeah. like it's usually used towards guys yeah i would say like yeah definitely a guy that really likes you and will like do anything for you like
0: and his friends will usually be like oh dude you're such a simp you're and such it's like, a simp and then the they're way. like
1: stop, stop stop don't say that about me I'm so bad. is it good
0: or bad to be a simp or does it depend on it, who's saying it? it depends on for who's the saying girl it. it's good because if that means yeah, that, yeah, the guy really likes yeah. you. Okay, yeah. so if a girl calls her guy Simp, that's good. But if a guy yeah. calls He him, might not like that. Yeah, you know, but he might not yeah. like he it. He might yeah. not like it. We he might like not want friend. to be called it. Yeah. Okay, but, but you wouldn't call it to his face, you might say. No, it but I daughter. would say it to my friends. Okay, yeah. great. Simp, you know this is complex, right? Yes. So we're going to make sure we that we link these all in the show notes <laughs> for all of you big sisters out there, yes. right? So so any other things that you feel like I need to know? Because like I said, mm-hmm. I don't think that I'll be using this language but just like like todd right now is learning spanish and I, he, he understands it but he can't speak it so just don't you're not risking the fact that i might go on the platform <laughs> and say these things so but what do i need to understand i think i know one of my friends i think
1: said this to my mom the other day and she didn't understand but your outfit like you ate like that oh. eight, uh-huh. like yeah yeah it is like you did it like a good job like
0: Like, people used to say, like, you ate, you left no crumbs. Like, oh, you ate. Okay, you left no crumbs. So, because this wasn't the number eight, this was like, no, this is like Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. What about, like, giving? Am I giving Uh, right now? Yes, you're giving. It's giving. You're giving. giving.
1: Okay. It's like a good thing. It's a good thing. I feel like it's the same kind of thing. It's
2: eight. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, sometimes I say, like, that never gave. (laughs)
1: <laughs> like, if it's something I
2: don't want to do, I yeah. never gave. Like, doing the dishes, never gave.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so if we're, like, trying to talk about, to give someone, like, the highest compliment. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to pull out someone, one of our amazing worship leaders, Kaylee Bryant. Hey. Oh, Some yes. of y'all out there know her. So come on, tell me about Kaylee.
1: Kaylee is Kaylee is, is her mm-hmm. She's getting. her She
2: always is She's so lit too
1: <laughs> She is lit Like Her outfits Her outfits always eat Yes this, everything I wouldn't, I wouldn't usually She's Spit out this everything. many phrases <laughs> <laughs> She's, everything.
2: <laughs> She's, everything. <laughs> She's everything She's everything But what about her songs Her oh. songs Oh my gosh They're so slay, good yeah. They're, so oh, yeah. <laughs> They're so Slay, slay is like, a good word They give Giving
0: Her yeah, songs yeah, are give. songing Their songs are songing Okay Yeah Great Okay now would do I need to know all of this, or does anybody out there like do they need to? someone my age, or maybe even like a little bit your, your mom's, you know? Do you should we be like learning this to speak it? Mm. Absolutely not. I don't, don't be not speaking to speak- to said it, said, it but maybe to, uh, not necessarily. <laughs> no. Do we need to learn this language? I think we should
1: understand it because yeah. it is just like yeah. it's like just yeah. a part of my dictionary at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like I yeah. want Please
3: my to know like yeah. what like, I'm saying, like, like what I'm you trying to communicate. You gotta know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Man, yeah. yeah. You don't know what I'm saying. I not know that saying, say, but, like, you ate. Yeah. Don't be using But you yeah, wouldn't yeah, want me like,
0: <laughs> to have influence in your life. I don't have to speak this. No, no, okay. No, no, okay. no, no. But I do no. have to, but I do need to. You'd
1: probably have less influence. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Quickest way to lose influence <laughs> is, is to take the show notes and start using it. <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: exactly.
0: So I will not call you bruh. No. Don't. No, 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 I won't. I promise. If you could just see the table. They're cringing. Okay. So we're going to move on yes. because um, now that I know a little bit more and then when you guys start, you know, answering these questions, everyone's going to know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, and I think, what do you guys want to talk about? You guys have the microphone, so, <laughs> so I'm going to let you guys jump in.
2: Actually, we have some questions for you.
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: and I'm going to start ready. this off. So I just graduated high school, like I said before, and I'm curious, how do you know you're calling for sure? And how do you know... God's voice or direction when it comes to big decisions
0: like what to study or who to marry. That's a lot right there. Yeah, you guys are all at a stage and a life stage where you are getting ready to step into some of the biggest decisions that you're ever gonna make. I don't mean mm-hmm. to stress you out or anything, <laughs> but um but your first part, Maya, was just about how do you know what your calling is? How do you know that the, to be sure of what your calling is, and I think that word "calling" it can be a little bit confusing, right? Because we use it a lot of different ways, and and some people think about a calling as you know, am I my job? What what is my what is my job going to be? What's my future going to be? Or am I called to be a worship leader or work with kids or you know, what is my calling? And we look at it as a job, but when you look at Scripture, really, all of us our foundational first calling is found in scripture when jesus called the disciples to follow him and so when i think about calling the our first calling is always that we are a fully devoted follower of jesus so we Mm. can be sure that if we are following jesus we are fulfilling our calling and that you know that that sounds pretty simple but really everything else kind of flows out of that if that's your if that's your foundational calling but there is examples in scripture of vocational calling Mm. meaning when our gifts and our passions, our gifting, our passion, our strengths, all align. And we're in that sweet spot, that place where we're actually doing what God has positioned us and gifted us to do. And that's that's a, a beautiful place to be in. So that that is also another way that we use calling. And I think when I was getting ready to go off to college— I remember just, you know, thinking, God, I just want to do your will. What is my calling? What have you called me to do? And I remember that I looked at that calling because I was so afraid I was going to miss it, right? I was afraid I was going to miss it and get off track. And I think that sometimes we we think that calling is going to be easy to miss. But the first thing you need to know is that God wants you to be fulfilled in whatever whatever area that you're going to step into. He wants you to find your calling more than you do. So Mm -hmm. that's, you can be like sure of that. And the second thing is, I think a lot of times we look at our calling as this needle in the haystack that is something really obscure out there that someday I've got to find that one thing out of all the many things that there is available out there and that's my calling. And I think that if we could reverse that and think, wow, I think our calling is more about the haystack yeah. than it is about the needle. Mm. And, and mm-hmm. there's a, a verse in Colossians that says, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it all to the glory of God. And sometimes we're like, I need to, I, we spend so much energy focusing on that one little thing. And I think it's more about the whatsoever. You know, oh, yeah. if you're studying, if you're, you know, if you're out with your friends, that the your calling is to to live out your your life in the fullness of his love and his grace in those areas and not to worry so much about the needle. So I would say don't worry a whole lot about the needle. Just think more about the haystack and that my calling is just to be faithful in the whatsoever, whether it's serving, whether it's it's being out with my friends on a Friday night. There's a difference between your calling and your assignment, right? Your calling is to be a fully devoted follower, to, you know, to live life to the fullest. And when you're doing that, there's going to be different assignments along the way. Mm-hmm. And when he assigns you to certain things, it might just be for a season. You might not like all all the assignments that you're assigned to. Yeah. But you can know that if you're faithful in those little things, that he is not going to let you miss out on your calling. And I, I think this is so important. because. Because this leads to some of those big decisions, right? Mm-hmm. You were asking about how do you know, you know, when you're trying to make that decision on on who I'm gonna marry or where I'm gonna go to college. And I think this is huge because, you know, you are at that stage where you're gonna meet maybe who you're gonna marry in the next few years or you're gonna make decisions about what major that you're gonna be in. And I think it's always important to remember that God wants to speak to you, right? And so He speaks through his, his word. So making sure that the person you marry aligns with the values that, mm-hmm. that you've already established in God's word, the person that you date, because the small steps you take today are going to determine the big stories you tell tomorrow, meaning that I've never met anyone who married somebody that they didn't go on a first date with, mm-hmm. right? Except on reality TV. You yeah. know, <laughs> but I've, I've never actually met them. So it's important that first step is like, Wow, how do I make that decision of who I'm gonna marry? It's more about how do I make that decision of who I'm gonna go on that first date with? Is mm-hmm. this someone that aligns with my values and is following God like I'm following him? My, you know, what what career path to take? I think, you know, that it's really about back to the haystack. It's it's not about what you do, it's about how you do it. Like when you're dating, it may not be what who it is, it might be how you start dating. And when you decide to put really healthy boundaries, become really good friends so that you can hear the voice of God and not get so emotionally attached really super quick Mm -hmm. so that if there's a red flag or if, you know, if there's, if you have to backtrack, that that there's a there's space and place when you, when you become really good friends first. So it's kind of not always about the who, but it's about the how, but the who matters because you want to make sure that you marry someone who's <laughs> aligned to the values. But also God speaks through his word, but he speaks through people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you think about calling mm-hmm. in scripture, God didn't call just individuals. Your calling is personal, but it's also a collective call. When God called Moses, he always called people to be a part of a people. He yeah. called Moses to lead them out of the wilderness. Same. He called David to lead a people. When he called the disciples, he didn't just call one, he called 12 of them. So mm-hmm. you were never intended to live out your calling as as an individual. Your calling's a part of a collective calling. So it's so important. I mean I think about like as as girls, like we don't even like to go to the bathroom by ourselves, right? <laughs> and I've seen you on Instagram. Before you go out on a fun night, usually there's a picture posted on, should I wear this or should I wear this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we don't like to make like decisions about our outfits or you know about the bathroom by ourselves, but sometimes we leave those really big decisions like, I can decide who I'm going to date all by myself, or mm-hmm. I can decide what I'm going to do all by myself. Well, God... <laughs> didn't leave you isolated mm-hmm. you know That's he good. he has surrounded you with people and is making sure that if, if you're trying to decide wow the word of god doesn't say if i should or shouldn't date this person or if i should or should choose that major well when the word of god is silent it's time to be wise and the yeah. wise thing to do is to get people around you that can help confirm the decisions that you make and so his people, his, his word, his people, and then his spirit's going to let you know as you get closer to him. So hopefully that's a long answer for your question. <laughs> so uh,
3: it's my turn now, and I was wondering, what's something you wish was spoken over
0: you as a student that you would tell your students today? Okay, so what I wish was spoken over me that I would speak over students now. I think I'll start with what was spoken over me. That made such a difference. And then I'll jump into that. But I think um, when I when I look back, I I think about my mom was a single mom, and, and my dad, but my mom always told me and spoke over me that Julie, you can be anything that you want to be. And that was, that was like super foundational. I felt like my mom believed in me. And, you know, and, and that I wasn't limited by my gender. I wasn't limited by my socioeconomic status because we didn't have very much money at that time, that I wasn't limited. She always spoke that over me. And I think that's so important, you know, that we we speak that over each other. And then there was other things that I remember being spoken over me by, you know, I went to a, a school where I had some teachers that, you know, came from a really strict religious background. And, you know, basically they said, as a woman all you can be or do is a nurse or a teacher because maybe you'll be a missionary or a wife and those skills will work well you know as a missionary or wife but but that's really your limitation and and i remember just thinking wow if i'm going to be a godly woman then i have to you know be in this little box because i trusted them and and so i think it's really important that we really hear from the lord the words that we speak over each other there's a, a scripture that says a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pitchers of silver it's like super valuable and so i think back on those words and those were very limiting words i think it's really important that that you actually make sure that you're not allowing maybe certain things that have been spoken over you to be limiters in your life. Mm-hmm. If someone has limited you by saying, you know, oh you'll never do this or you'll never be this or your personality means you can only do this or this, you know, it's important to to undo those words and say, wow, the truest thing about me is what God says about me yeah. Yeah. and to listen to the words that echo his voice over our life. Mm-hmm. But as far as what I wish was spoken over me, when I was younger, and I, I had to think a lot about this because, yeah, this is hard. When I think about this generation and what you've been positioned for, what I wish had been spoken over me, but more importantly, what I would like to speak over you is something that you may have heard me say before, but, but again, echoing God's word over your life that, that in Acts chapter two, it says that in these days, God's pouring out his spirit. Mm-hmm. And his sons and his daughters will prophesy, yeah. right? Yeah. And they're going to declare their wor- God's word over their generation. What I want to speak over you is that God has poured out his spirit. Yeah. And don't settle for a drop wow. when he wants to yeah. pour it out. Don't be limited by, you know, by your personality or by your strengths or by your giftedness. Mm-hmm. Because you're all very strong. You all have amazing personalities, and you're all incredibly gifted. Mm-hmm. But God has more than that for you. Yeah. yeah. And so it's important to it's important to be disciplined and grow in all of those things. But don't be limited. God's got more for you, and and he he wants to give you more than than you can even imagine. Don't don't be limited by what what other people may say about you, or be limited by just a drop of the Holy Spirit. Right that that he wants you to prophesy and that's a that's a privilege you know i've said this before that because he's pouring out a spirit that our bodies right are the house and the presence of the very spirit of god and that you understand that you know by comparing yourself to somebody else comparing this you know even this comparing it to somebody else is minimizing the incredible gift that he's given you he's saying that you know you are beautiful just the way you are, where you are. You're not a mistake, you're a masterpiece. And then also, I wish that I knew the difference between success and fruitfulness.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of
0: times in our culture, you know, when we're thinking about like really going after God or really just being being like all in for God, we look at what success is. We see it on Instagram, we see influencers, you know, and we we look at all of that and we think that that's success. But I wish I'd known that the times that I felt sometimes the least successful when I made mistakes, but then learned from them, when something hurt me, when I felt hidden, I felt like everybody else might have been getting recognized, but I felt being left behind. That when I look in the rearview mirror, what I see is in those seasons, the seeds that were planted there today, several years later, that's the most fruitful thing that I see happening you know my time hidden in in children's mm-hmm. ministry when i see those kids growing up and loving god that's more fruitful than i think some of the messages i've been able to preach on the platform you know mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. there's a difference the times where i felt like you know that that what i was doing didn't matter and so again that goes back to the haystack whatever we do when we do it to god's glory and carry his kingdom then we're planting seeds that aren't just going to be maybe the world won't see us successful but god's going to see it as fruitful and he's gonna he's gonna produce his fruit in our lives through that.
1: That was so good. I going into college and leaving high school. There's obviously like a lot of things that I'm trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. And so, my question for you is just like, how can I discern um, God's voice and will for me from mm-hmm. my own thoughts and desires mm-hmm. for myself?
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I would say that um, I love the scripture in Psalm where it says that. That if you um, if you trust in the Lord with all your heart and you don't lean on your own understanding and you acknowledge Him in everything you do, He's going to direct your path. Mm-hmm. So again, He wants you to find your way even more than you want to find the way, right? Mm-hmm. But I would also say that that we have a God that is a speaking God, and He really wants to speak to you. I mean, He He sh- He's always speaking. Mm-hmm. It's whether or not we can hear him or not, right? Mm -hmm. And so he wants to speak to you and he wants to direct your path. And I think about, you know, when a lot of times when we're trying to discern God's will for our lives, you know, making really specific decisions and we feel like he's silent, that there's just, it's hard to tell the difference between silence and a whisper. There's, I mean, it's, there's only a little bit of space between silence and a whisper. And if you look through scripture, in you know in second kings 19 it talks about elijah and when elijah you know is is trying to hear from god and he there's there was a a storm and there was a fire but the holy spirit god wasn't in those things it says that god was in the still small voice the whisper mm-hmm. and i think when you think about a whisper it's hard to hear sometimes mm-hmm. but i think that's god's preferred way that he wants to speak to us mm-hmm. And first of all, I think he does that because to hear a whisper, you can't hear it if there's a lot of background noise. Yeah. And so if you want to hear God's voice, you have to turn off the noise, turn off the noise of social media, turn off the noise of the constant news and, and really lean in, put yourself in places where you're going to be able to hear the voice of God. Mm-hmm. You can only hear a whisper, right? You can you can only hear a whisper if you're close to someone. Yeah. If I start whispering across the room, you know, you're not going to hear me, but- when you get close and you lean in, I think that's another reason God wants us to get close. Whisper yeah. is like an intimate; like you wouldn't just go whisper to a complete stranger. That would be really weird, right? <laughs> yeah, you you whisper to people that you're close and intimate with, yeah. right? And so it's an intimate language, and and so it's that's God chooses that so that He can He wants you to grow closer because you might be asking one question, He might want to tell you something totally different, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't always, you know, He He answers our our questions. With Yes or no, but he has a lot more. Sometimes it's what he wants to do in us more than he wants to do through us or for us. And so leaning into that whisper is so, so important. And I think, too, that the more you heed, meaning you obey, the more you heed what you hear, the more practice you get hearing God's voice. Okay, so you guys went to movement camp this summer. Movement yeah. camp is yeah. our student camp. We have it every single summer. And Samaya, you actually went on a mission trip in the spring. And I'd love to hear just maybe one thing that you, you know, took away from that or just one moment that, that God spoke to you just to, yeah, so our listeners know just what it means. You guys, this was a season where you were stepping aside and really actually leaning into voice of God.
1: Yeah. Well, I can go first. I think this is like probably a common lesson that a lot of my friends learned but like more personally for me pastor ryan spoke a message on the second night i think it was and it was really like focused on about how our 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 faith isn't about us Mm -hmm. and like how important it is to live out our faith the way god intends us to and so like one of the tips that he gave us was that we need to raise god up and lower ourselves so that Mm -hmm. we can really like fulfill the things that god has for us you know because our faith isn't about us so we need to be lifting god up we can't just be going through everyday things and a question that pastor ryan had asked that night was what things in your life are kind of blocking Mm. your ability to lift god up and lower yourself and like this whole message i'm like oh my goodness like i'm just sitting there being like I have so many things to go home and fix. Like, I'm doing so many (laughs) things. I was like, I just was so overwhelmed because I was like, man, I feel like I'm doing so many things wrong. And I was like, I need to go fix this. I need to go fix that. I need to go do this by myself. I need to do this by myself. And I got to life group time that night and my leader had said something to me, like just being like, I think you might just need to give up control because I felt a a lot of, I felt like I needed a lot of control over these things in my life. And it was doing more damage than it was doing good, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I think probably the biggest thing that I learned is that I really need to give up control to the things that um I'm not just doing wrong, but like everything really in my life, mm-hmm. like really putting God at the center and being beautiful. able to you know give up these things that are stressing me out because I'm not going to be able to handle right. all this stuff and fix all this stuff on my mm-hmm. own. I'm- that's
0: beautiful. Mm-hmm. Addie, I love that. Mm-hmm. Maya.
1: So for
2: me, I feel like I loved camp this year, but last year was like, it really marked me. And like when I learned like my biggest lesson, I feel like camp came like at a really essential time in my life because like I had just moved here like a couple of months before camp. And so just like navigating like a new area and new friendships and stuff. I feel like at camp, like I really learned who I was because I feel like before that i what I didn't really know who I was and I feel like I was like almost living like a double life Mm -hmm. like it was like two realities in my life that were like kind of at war like my faith and like my flesh like I had my Florida fun I had my fun back home but they never like like it was two different realities and so I um at camp I just learned like really like who I was as a person and like defining my calling and I think I learned how to have fun and that mm-hmm. I can have fun with people who like are helping build my faith. Yeah. And I feel like when I'm having that fun and like serving God that my flesh like I don't there's no like lack like I don't lack anything in my faith because like I no longer desire what my flesh mm-hmm. used to desire so because I'm having so much fun mm-hmm. like building my faith. Love it. And like I no longer have like to use all this energy to pretend to be someone who I'm not because like it's just so freeing to be around people who are like helping you like mm-hmm. grow and like still being able to have fun in the dance circle
0: with them that. and like <laughs> do all these fun things but it felt safe. I love that. It's like that marker moment in your journey and I'm so glad you had that before you went off to college. That's Samaya for me
3: when I was at in when I was in Honduras the spring, something that like I kept doing that kept me going there because sometimes it was like a little bit stressful, just being homesick sometimes. But something I kept doing, and I think that I need to continue to do as soon as I got home was just praying in every moment, because mm-hmm. sometimes like you just feel a little subconscious because you're like praying and people are looking at you' like, why is she speaking? Mm-hmm. but yeah something that i came back with too during movement camp as well was just having confidence in all that the lord has for me because mm. sometimes i feel kind of anxious mm-hmm. so especially sometimes in worship i can feel a little anxious because i don't know i'm just like the thoughts i keep along I'm able to put thoughts in my head and mm-hmm. like doubt and fear And I need to start, that's something I need to learn to like stop allowing Mm -hmm. and kind of just block that.
0: Mm -hmm. But yeah, those like, I love that. That's great. Get rid of the fear because you have every reason to be confident because God's Mm -hmm. call and his hand is on you. That's amazing. I love that. Okay. Another question I have for you is that, you know, you all have, you made it through high school. Congratulations. Every one of you graduated. You're on your way to this next season college. You're going to crush it. But. I, I think making it through high school, as you look back, what are some of the challenges that your friends, maybe you and your friends, are facing that that we you wish that your leaders, your pastors, your that parents knew about? What are some of those challenges?
1: I think I played lacrosse in high school, and this is definitely something I saw playing sports, but like you can see it in the church too. It's just like, Being able to um, find your identity in God. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends that were like super committed to lacrosse and were planning on going D1. And like I could definitely see it in their lives where they were like making lacrosse their identity or like even in my life I've made my my future, like my goals for myself, my identity or my work, my identity. And when those things let you down, it kind of like it makes you feel like you've failed yourself a little mm-hmm. bit and so and those things are never consistent right. too. And so, uh, I wish a lot of leaders in my life um knew how to speak into making God my identity and mm-hmm. like showing me how I can do that because um those other things aren't consistent mm-hmm. like God is, and so right. especially going into college, um there's a lot of changes happening, and without knowing a major, I'm like oh gosh if my major isn't who i am then what is who i am you know Mm. and so i think being able to call out like who i am in in god's eyes and Mm. all of that really Mm -hmm. is essential to i don't know everything yeah Yeah. it is
0: yeah just knowing that so many of your peers are facing their identity being rooted in something that's not going to last yeah Mm -hmm. and when when it's that, that can be devastating you know when yeah. one of those things falls through but even just you said just being practical how do I do it? I know it yeah. everybody says you need to find your identity in Christ but really mm-hmm. finding out how really digging in to help you and your generation know how to actually find it that's yeah. awesome Maya
2: I feel like for me growing up I never really felt like I had like a mentor necessarily or like a leader other than like my parents and so like one thing that I wish that, like, leaders in general knew is that, like, people, especially my age, like, we need help mm-hmm. and we, we want to be, like, reached out to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel like I know I'm not the one to be, like, send text to, like, be like, please help, like, mentor yeah. me. But, like, but it was when I moved here and people like Kaylee Bryant reached out to me and sent me texts and it was that, it was then where I felt like, I really could like find people to open up to and like people to like share my journey with and like I think consistency is really important like with keeping up with like teenagers because you know our lives move pretty fast a lot of things can change and when people are and leaders are consistent it makes me believe that like they actually do like care Mm -hmm. like about me and Cause I know like I've had like trust issues with like leaders in the past. And so it's just really important to me that like when leaders know that like teens just like, we need your help and Mm -hmm. we
0: can't do it alone. That's awesome. We need you and we can't do it without you. And we want you. I think sometimes people are like intimidated going, oh, they don't, they I don't know what (laughs) sex means. So (laughs) (laughs) I certainly can't speak into their life, you know? So one of the verses that we talk about a lot is that God's word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And I know that God's word has meant a lot to each of you. So why don't you just share a verse that has maybe helped you navigate through a difficult season or helped you to be able to direct the path that you're on.
1: A verse that I have been reading for the past couple of months is 2 Timothy 1, 6 through 7. It says, this is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gifts that God gave you when I leave my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love and self-discipline. And I think like definitely in the past few months, I've faced a lot of spiritual warfare and just like anxiety that's not from God of Mm -hmm. like my calling and the giftings that God has given me. And I just feel like this verse kind of speaks into that, that God hasn't given us like any reason to be shy about the gifts that he's given us, like he's given us the the gifts of power and love and self-discipline. And so, yeah, that verse has really helped me in moments where I felt insecure about yeah. like God's calling on my life. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that. That's so powerful. So, Maya.
1: For me, through hard
2: times, I always see myself going to Ephesians 2.10, which says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. And this really speaks to me because I feel like in times of, like, insecurity or, like, times of comparison, like, it can be a reminder that, like, I was creatively and intentionally designed and Mm -hmm. I'm God's masterpiece. I'm his workmanship. And so just speaking that over myself when I maybe don't feel, like, my best. Mm -hmm. And then this verse also helps me in times of uncertainty because... It reminds me that God has a plan and he's always yeah. had a plan. Mm. So like making decisions for college and like you were saying my major and stuff, yeah. when it's all confusing, like just knowing, just like being consistent with God and knowing that like he has like aligned my steps and like he has a plan and I don't yeah. have to worry.
0: I love that. Beautiful.
3: So for me, this verse just came to me a while ago and it's okay. Psalms 8, three through 8, 3 through 8. And it says, I look up at your macro skies, dark and enormous, your handmade sky jewelry, moon and stars, mountain in their settings. Then I look at your micro self and wonder, why do you bother with us? Why take a second look our way? Yet we've so narrowly missed being God's bright with Eden's dawn light. You put us in charge of your handcrafted world, repeated us to your Genesis charge, made us stewards of sheep and cattle, even animals out in the wild birds flying and fish swimming, whales singing in the ocean's deep. Um, this verse came to me during, like, it was our last uh, day at Apprenticeship yesterday. But on Monday, our Apprenticeship here at Films, they took us out and we went and got food. And our leader, Verania she gave us like a plaque and this verse was on it. And she was talking back on Amazing and how pa- Pastor Lisa and you we're talking about how like we have a crown in our heads and to not allow it to come off Mm -hmm. and that was really powerful to me because it's like something that i tend to like kind of shy away from it's like i keep forgetting that the lord has something for me and i keep like allowing myself to kind of block it off a little bit Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. and i think that it's important to keep that as a reminder for Mm -hmm. myself as well as other people to keep that crown in my head i love
0: it that's beautiful you girls are amazing and I'm so proud of every one of you. And I hope that, you know, you know that as you head off to college, you have a army of mm-hmm. sisters, aunts, spiritual moms, you know, little sisters looking to you and cheering you on every step of the way. And it's just been incredible to be a part of your journey. Thank you for sharing this. And we're gonna be praying for you as you head off to college and for those of you who are listening. You know, I know that many of you, you want to make a difference in the next generation. And so we say a lot around here in the race to the heart of the next generation, the first one there wins. And one of the ways that we do this around here is we pray for our students and our kids every single day. So if you want to be a part of that, we would love for you to be able to pray for our students and our kids. And we're going to link um, a way that you can be a part of that through our Get There First prayer team in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening and be a part of today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe so that you're a part of all the future episodes and make sure you check out the show notes for the links and follow us on Instagram. And we can't wait to see you on the next season of the So Good Sisterhood Podcast. We're so glad you
1: joined us today for the So Good Sisterhood Podcast. For additional resources and show notes from today's episode, check out our website, SoGoodSisterhood.com. Remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but He's always doing a new thing. What step are you going to take today so you don't miss out on it? If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend or just leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good.